Broadcasting to you from Under the Dome, it's the Under the Dome radio podcast, the fan podcast by and for fans of the CBS TV show Under the Dome. Welcome back. Thanks so much for tuning in. Under the Dome Radio, episode number two is being brought to you by Media Voiceovers at MediaVoiceovers.com and Moyer Multimedia at MoyerMultimedia.com. Because if you need graphics like the cool logo we have for our podcast or music or video for your voiceover, whatever you need, uh, Rick Moyer is very artistic. Check out MoyerMultimedia.com. Ask for Rick. He's the one that's over there. And me, well, I'm Wayne Henderson. I am here with you. And I got a quick question for Troy before we begin. How are you? Are you totally ready for June 24th, Dome Day? As prepared as I could be. I actually stole a bunch of propane tanks oh, great. From, from the neighbor. Do they have gas in them? Well, yes, they do. I checked. I, no, I you appropriated it. them. Yes. And I, uh, I, I validated <laughs> with the, tr- the old uh, propane trick. For all the barbecue fans out there that are having to cook without their electricity because the dome cut us off from the power, um, you actually like just wet the outside of the tank with cold water, and then you can see where the condensation stops. You can tell what the level of the tank is. So I, I made sure I had extra spares so that we could uh, make sure the show went on the air every week for the next Oh, whatever, you know, 16 weeks or so. Whatever we get, we're definitely going to be along for the ride. And, you know, when you're trapped under the dome and the rest of the outside world is living normal lives, extreme measures, Troy, extreme measures. We want to hear your listener thoughts and theories, whether you're under the dome or outside of the dome, keeping an eye on things. Give us a call on the Under the Dome radio listener line at 904-469-7469. Or just go to underthedomeradio.com. There's links, there's widgets, there's all sorts of ways that you can get in touch with us. Right, Troy? Now that we are out of Twitter jail, absolutely. (laughs) Yes, the uh, Twitter account for Under the Dome Radio is back. We've apologized. And uh, we will, now that we know what the rules are on Twitter for uh, these types of uh, fan podcast uh, accounts, we'll go with it. This is the second episode, like we mentioned earlier, and this time around, we're going to be taking a look at the characters and actors of the Under the Dome TV show coming up on CBS, so that way we will all be ready for the happenings that are coming our way on Dome Day, June 24th. We're also going to have um, broadcasts. It's a section of the show where we thank the folks who are helping with getting the word out. And at the Tower, the section of the show, we're going to play your listener feedback, and we want to hear your dulcet tones for the next episode. And just a quick reminder that Under the Dome Radio is not affiliated with CBS, Stephen King, the Under the Dome miniseries, not even the Golden Domers of Notre Dame. But they are a great football team, especially last year. Exactly, but we're just not affiliated with them. No. And we're in iTunes now, Troy, before we dig into the meat of the show. Woohoo! And it looks awesome on Apple TV, too. It, it went so much quicker than it has in the past. So thank you, Apple iTunes. We're in the show and we urge you, even if you're listening through one of the other podcatchers or some other device, if you would subscribe to the Under the Dome Radio podcast, it's totally free. You'll get every new episode automatically as they come out. But by subscribing in either iTunes or if you have an Apple device, an iOS device, they have the official Apple podcasts app. If you subscribe in there, 
or iTunes. It really helps the show. It uh, makes us more visible to people searching for Under the Dome goodies like our podcast here. And of course, if you've got a few minutes and you really want to help us out, we would love it if you could leave us a uh, excellent review in iTunes or on the podcast app, right? Absolutely. And you can also help support the show by going over to underthedomeradio.com and purchasing Stephen King's awesome book. We are, I think, about I'm 50% of the way through and Wayne's about 75% uh, through the book already. So you can uh, purchase a copy of that book either in uh, Kindle form or good old smelly paperback and just you know breathe in that awesome book smell uh, with our Amazon <laughs> affiliate link over there on the right-hand sidebar. Excellent. You can even get the audiobook version. Uh, there's a widget on the right sidebar. Uh, if, you si- if you're not already a member of Audible, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial of Audible um, audiobooks uh, using the link there. And you can get Under the Dome as your 34-and-a-half-hour audiobook. And you get to keep it even if you don't continue on with Audible. Now, I do want to warn everybody, just in case you didn't mention how we alluded to it last time around, the book is very graphic and very explicit, which I'm sure is going to be toned down a bit for the TV show since it is on CBS, even though it's at 10 o'clock at night. This book, I mean, it makes the movie District 9 look PG. That's saying a lot. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just stunned. Yeah, yeah I mean, th- there are a couple of parts where I was reading the book and I was just like, I had to look over my shoulder to see who was like watching me yeah. read the book, you know, because usually you do that with a TV show. You're like, is anybody like watching me watch this thing? But man, the book was like, whoa. There's some yeah. chapters you just wanted to skip. Yeah, absolutely. Stephen King didn't need to really go this over the top, but whatever. I know he's hammering the point home, and the TV show is going to be awesome. So we'll be ready for June 24th. It's the premiere of Under the Dome, at least here in the United States. Uh, let's talk a bit about the characters and the actors, some of them familiar, that are going to be playing those characters on Under the Dome. You found some Great information in a few different places, of course, IMDb and a bunch of other places on the net, plus just some things we've been hearing on Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus, and things like that. So shall we begin, Troy? Start us off. Well, it's interesting that we looked at um, even just the press release and some of the graphics and imagery that are coming out, and we can tell you for fact that if you are a book fan or are reading the book before the show starts, there are big big differences even in the names of some of these characters so we really want to make sure that we point out that you know if you are a fan of the book be prepared for a twist and some people that have read the book and have seen the pilot episode already in the media have said yeah the show is actually awesome 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 i have no doubt that the show is going to be awesome and you know it is going to be different than the book um even with stephen king's blessing from what i hear so we're, we're just looking forward to how they're going to present this in miniseries form or if it gets picked up for a full series. And of course, you know, if anybody knows or has ways where uh, we could see the pilot before June 24th, it, it, you know, it would just be wrong if they forwarded that information to us, right? Absolutely. Just, you know, <laughs> secret, secretly transmitting over the internet into the dome would be awesome. Uh, so, um, it's hard to tell who's really going to be the star of the miniseries. So who do you want to start with, Troy? Well, I guess you have to start at the top, right? I mean, that's where the book starts. This uh, short-ordered cook from the restaurant inside the dome walking down the road when the dome falls down. Uh, he's a former military guy. Yeah. And- so it'll be interesting to see how that plays into the show. But his name is Dale Barbara or Barbara, depending on how you want it. It's not to say that he's barbaric in any way. He's actually pretty level-headed um, for the most part, but he does have an interesting nickname. 
Yeah, people just like to go. He goes by the nickname of Barbie. And he gets teased about it constantly from the riffraff in, in town. There's riffraff get- under the dome? Oh, gosh. Chaos ensues. <laughs> and and we, you know, of course, we're if we men were and to women give, living together. Can you believe it? Men and women living together in a bubble. Mass hysteria. That's not ever going to be a good experiment or whatever. I'm, we're not going to be giving out any spoilers um, in future episodes. We will have a section near the end of the podcast where if uh, we want to share spoilers, things that are different than the book that are in the TV series or if someone calls in some spoilery reviews or feedback we will have it in that special section at the end so you can be we're going to stay pretty spoiler free in this section here just going by what's pretty obvious from the promos the commercials the press release and things like that so dale barbie barbara who's playing dale uh it's mike vogel um and it's interesting because uh we're jj abrams fans obviously being losties and stuff so um i am a fan of the movie cloverfield i know some people Thought it a little weird with the, you know, point of view, handshakiness to the camera work thing. I thought it was great to go back to some kind of a King Kong thing. But he played Jason Hawkins in Cloverfield. Oh, okay. I remember Cloverfield. I had to see it. I am. You've even accused me of being a J.J. Abrams fanboy. And so I definitely saw the film. It was awesome. Just a, a nice, a nice throwback to the, you know, Godzilla King Kong type era, which I think is what J.J. was going for. But yeah, he's Jason Hawkins in Cloverfield. And he's actually uh, also kind of busy right now because he's also Deputy Zach Shelby on the new series. I think it's AMC Bates Motel. I, I watched one episode of that. That was too much. <laughs> a little bit. So yeah, we'll be I have a feeling uh, judging by the promos and everything, we're going to be seeing a lot of uh, Mike Vogel as uh, Dale Barbara a.k.a. Barbie. One of the guys that really stands out the most from the promo as being a J.J. Abrams and lost a holic fanboy, because, you know, I did the Lost Casting Lost podcast for, whoa, those many years, wonderful times, is Jeff Fahey. I know he's not getting top billing, but he's very familiar and very prominent in the promos. I think to kind of suck in some of us former Lost watchers, he's going to be playing, uh, I guess, the sheriff is all we can really say, uh, but you know, you remember here from Lost, he played uh, Frank Lapidus, the excellent pilot of Ajera Flight 316, and he was supposed to be the pilot of Oceanic 815. Whoa, how things would have been different on Lost if something wouldn't have happened and he missed his flight. Yeah, and he has some, um, we'll call it medical condition. Well, actually, most of the people in the dome seem to have some kind of medical condition in one way or another. Don't and we all? So- he, um, yeah, he is Sheriff Duke in the book. He goes by the name of Duke. That's Duke it. Perkins. That's and an I can tell you, name. Yeah, and I can tell you, he and our uh, next character we're talking about do not get along at all. Well, that's not, yeah, are you sure? That's not spoilery? Uh, well, you know, you always have to have a protagonist and an antagonist. Okay, so. we can, okay, we'll go there. Who, who is that next character then? That is Big Jim. Jim it, Rainey. Uh, he is uh, one bad dude. Now, he, in the commercials, the actor's very familiar, but uh, I haven't seen him all that much. What do we know about the guy that's playing uh, Big Jim? Because he, he looks kind of dangerous in the promos. But, and it's interesting, right? Because um, he is Hank Schroeder, traitor, depending on how you say it, where you are in the country, uh, Hank Schroeder in Breaking Bad. So he is very you know well-known from the Breaking Bad series. And uh, if you know what he does there... You know, you might get a hint of where Big Jim might be going in the dome. 
Oh, okay. Now, he's even had some uh, more minor appearances on Lost and maybe even 24, did I hear? Yeah, General Bowden from day number two. I could see him playing a general. That was actually the first season of 24 I watched, and then I had to go back and watch season one because I happened to be flipping through the channels, and when they blew up the atomic bomb in the middle of the desert, I was like, they just blew up an atomic bomb on television. That's awesome. <laughs> 24. It's awesome that an atomic bomb blew up, but it was just cool to see it. You know, It, it was a fantastic series, and we're looking forward to it coming back uh, next year. 24 is returning. And on Lost, he played, uh, who was it again? Howard Gray. He was actually in one episode, and it was probably the Star Wars fan favorites. Uh, oh, yeah. Early rewrites, Empire Strikes Back. But it's uh, played Howard Gray in Some Like It Hoth. Perfect. Perfect. So he's a very uh, famous actor, Dean Norris. Very recognizable. I even recognized him, even though I'm not all that familiar with his work because I'm not a Breaking Bad watcher. Uh, but uh, for those that may have watched that or some of his other work, he's definitely going to stand out. So he's kind of like the the man in charge, we, I, or the, the man that tries to be in charge, I guess. You know, so um, you know, we'll see. For for those you know that haven't read the book, we'll give you just kind of a brief rundown of a political structure for the town. Okay. Uh, of Chester's that, Mill. That sounds fair. So there's Chief Perkins, the Duke. Um, so he's running the police force, and he's got a couple you know police you know men and women underneath him. But then instead of like a mayor, they have what are called selectmen in the book. So there's a first selectman, a second selectman, and a third selectman. And Big Jim happens, of course, to be the second selectman uh, in the book. So obviously, whenever you're number two, you're always looking to take out number one. And, you know, craziness ensues. So actually, in this case, Big Jim's actually also the owner of the car dealership in town in the book. Um, and with that, you know, he, you know, he's got some money, so of course you have money, have influence, and go from there. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, go ahead. Everybody needs a car. Everybody needs a car, unless you're trapped under the dome, and then where do the pollutants go? Well, you still need a car, at least for a while, until it's all only, the gas runs out or something. Yeah, I, but the t- town's only two miles across. You know, we're a we're a uh, a healthy show here at Under the Dome Radio. So get on a bike. Yeah, you, you take, could take a walk with the dog. You could say I did that this morning at five thirty. You could say we're organic and we're green, right? <laughs> but I I just know that in the promos because I was watching all of them on YouTube and CBS and UnderTheDome.com and all that. Um, there's a lot of cars. There are a lot of vehicles. <laughs> so maybe the television version of Under the Dome, maybe uh, Chester's Mill covers a little more area. We'll see. A little more, a little more. <laughs> Got to widen it out so that, you know, make it for the uh, for the small screen. Excellent. Or, I guess. Yes. Who else we got? Because now I'm getting giddy because June 24th at the time of this recording is just two weeks away. Let's stay in the family. Why don't we? Right. So, of course, you know, Lost dealt with a bunch of daddy issues and you couldn't have, you know, a show without a father, estranged from the son or daughter type of storyline. So there is Junior Rainey. And Junior is interesting because he's plagued with migraines constantly in the book. So, you know, these migraines and like I said, these medical conditions might have something to do with this mysterious bubble. Not or too not. sure how it's going to work out, but, you know, there, there's probably some effect by being suffocated by giant plastic. <laughs> or whatever the dome's made out of. I don't know what kind of effect they use, but on the promos, the TV commercials, the dome looks really cool the way, you know, people touch it and things like that. 
So Junior. Think, yeah, I think that uh, Junior, I'm not sure how they're going to play with him in the TV show, if he's going to be with his dad, against his dad. It'll be interesting to see where this character goes, because we can tell you this is the most strangest character in the book <laughs> by with, far. Without saying too much. And I know that, you know, migraines are definitely not a laughing matter. Those, if it's true migraines, those are debilitating. What wouldn't migraines be? Well, some people think they're, versus... you know, some people just say that migraines are bad headaches. Oh, I was thinking you were like talking about, you know, some kind of like military drug or something that oh, they were oh, up oh. with to like, like Alcatraz where they were tagging people with their blood and stuff and causing them to have all kinds of freak out moments. Now, Alcatraz was a great show that I just can't believe it ended so soon. It was just starting to get exciting during the last three episodes. It made up for the rest of the season where they were kind of treading water, but great show. Great show. Great show. Oh man. I'm looking forward to it. Who else we got? Who's next on the docket of excellent actors and characters that we're going to be watching, try to figure out what is going on under this dangerous and mysterious dome. Well, one of the big characters actually comes from the younger crowd and that's Joe, the scarecrow McClatchy. Um, he is played by the actor Colin Ford. Oh, excellent. And uh, basically, he's in the book, he's like a skateboarder, computer kind of wizard. Um, he kind of gets all the younger kids in town at the middle school kind of all rallied around him and kind of has this, um, you know, free us from the dome kind of rally in the book. You know, so there's definitely something there with Colin trying to figure out what is this dome all about and get the word out there that there is something going on here that needs to be uncovered. Now, Colin, he no was... No pun un- intended. Oh, <laughs> I thought the pun was intended. Sorry, <laughs> Troy. <laughs> Colin was on Revolution, though, right? Uh, yeah, he was actually in the... Um, there was an episode where Miles and the gang were walking along and they found a bunch of kids without parents. And Colin was actually one of the kids that was leading the m- militant group that were uh, eventually led to the Rebels. And we also saw him in We Bought a Zoo. That was with, uh, oh, the name escapes me. But anyways, you know, We Bought a Zoo and uh, The Voice. But if you're like me, if you have kids, you know Colin very well because he is the voice of Jake and the Neverland Pirates. The Neverland Pirates? Is that a... Yeah, it's like a... Tied to Peter Pan? Tied to Peter Pan, except that now they're good pirates instead of bad pirates. Well, thank goodness. They're still in the way and, you know, you got that crony going along with them. Because I know that, you know, I think it's in September when it's uh, there's a day that's talk like a pirate day. And I always remind folks it's talk like a pirate day, not act like a pirate day. So I'm glad to hear that there were the good pirates. Yeah. So in that case, it should just be Colin Ford Day, right? Since he talks like a pirate. There you go. Perfect. We will be ready for that. So that's going to be interesting to see. He's got some chops. Aisha Hines is playing a character by the name of Carolyn Hill. Hmm. Um. She actually was in a movie that some of us have seen probably three, four, five, six times now um, since it came out a couple of weeks ago. She was the navigation officer in um, Star Trek Into Darkness. Excellent, excellent movie. The best Star Trek movie to date. Uh, she also played the Nigerian <laughs> nun. There's a lot of people that have played stuff on Lost. I mean, we had uh, um, you know Jeff Hay, and now we got you know uh, Alicia Hines here. So... Uh, she played the Nigerian nun that was with, um, I'm going to remember uh, the brother's name, but Echo uh, in back in season uh, two, you know, Echo and his brother were in Nigeria and she was the Nigerian nun at the church. Oh, okay. 
I forget Echo's brother's name off the top of my head as well. I always just thought of him as Echo's brother, but that I just was. Thought of him, I just thought of him as the skeleton in the in the biplane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, poor Echo. He and his brother had a rough life growing up, so it was good they had the nun there. So, wow, some lost more losties making an appearance. This is uh, getting even more intriguing by the moment. Yeah, and we can't we can't cross reference. This is the interesting part where the TV show is going to vary from the book. We can't cross reference her anywhere in the book as being a character. Um, there is a Carolyn that's mentioned in the book that's actually a uh, professor or something to do with the college. I haven't quite gotten there. I had to do a search on my iBooks to, to see if her name was in there because I'm not that far ahead. But apparently she has something to do with the college. There's a Carolyn there. So I don't know if it's the same character, like a twinner or um, a completely different character just to fill out the TV show. We'll have to wait and see. That's true. Because we don't know. We haven't seen any of the show, just the promos and commercials. So that we're going to have to wait and see. It very well could be the character just with a few tweaks to to make it fit the TV, what they had in, uh, had in mind and everything. Now, there's a character, Julia Shumway. Yeah, how, much, how much do we dare say? I don't know. Um, <laughs> let's just say this. Uh, it looks from the promos and everything that she plays the same type of character that she does in the book. She's actually kind of a reporter slash owner or lead because she's the only one left under the dome that works for the town newspaper called the Democrat. And so she's obviously, you know, much like uh, Colin Ford's character, uh, Joe McClatchy, she's uh, trying to find out what the heck's going on, get the word out. You know, people in the town obviously need the news. And, you know, so it'll be interesting to see if she's, you know, still running the paper, if the paper plays a, a part in the show. Okay. Uh, but she's uh, the interesting twist here is that um, her and Dale uh, in some of the promos uh, seem to be a little bit chummy chummy. Interesting. That could be a for TV thing. Yeah. I mean, y- you know, they, they get together in the book uh, early on, um, you know, get together friends and they uh, <laughs> decide that uh, they're just going to work together. So but yeah, the, it looks like it might be a love interest angle for the television show. Well, we definitely see Rachel a lot in the different promos. So I have a feeling they're going to make her character, Julia Shumway, very prominent in the series. Yeah, and she was uh, most probably claimed to fame is uh, Victoria Sutherland, the vampire in the Twilight series. The Twilight what? Movies. Of course, I never yeah. saw those. So I'd, but that yeah, seems a- like a total different type of character, no doubt. Yeah, she was actually in the first two Twilights and actually couldn't do the third due to some scheduling conflicts, apparently. But yeah, if you remember uh, the first two Twilights, she was Victoria <laughs> no, Sutherland. <laughs> I don't remember any of the Twilights. I just well, remembered but, seeing a lot of uh, younger folks carrying around that big, the big books, which but, actually aren't as big as the Under the Dome book. But <laughs> And it wouldn't be fair you know, to any of our former listeners if we didn't tie her back to J.J. Abrams somehow. Okay, but, let's do that. But um, it was actually an interesting show called What About Brian? So if anybody didn't what? know, J.J. Uh, Abrams was actually behind a little college drama called Felicity with uh, Carrie Russell. So J.J. doesn't just write sci-fi. He does write actual drama, you know, go figure. And he actually wrote a show called What About Brian? And it was about a guy who basically had a bunch of friends. He was single and, you know, was going to get married and, and then decided that he still loved his best friend for his whole life when she was growing up. But uh, in that show, uh, Rachel LaFerve played um, Heather, also known as Summer, in What About Brian? So there's your J.J. Abrams tie. 
I've never even heard of that show. I've, I just first heard about J.J. Abrams around the Felicity alias time. And then, of course, by the time Lost got here, it was on. <laughs> so that's going to be awesome. Another character I see a lot, at least in the, the promos, is the uh, police officer. I guess her character on the show is going to be Linda, played by Natalie Martinez. Tell us all about it, Troy. Well, you know, you hate to say that Natalie Martinez got typecasted in this role, but she does play some cops uh, on the small screen already. Um, she's in CSI New York as Jamie Lovato. She was in Detroit 187 as Ariana Sanchez. So it's uh, really interesting to see Linda in this role because from what we know of her in the book, she is under the dome with her husband, Rusty. And Rusty is actually a um, physician's assistant at the local hospital clinic, whatever you, you want to call it, inside the small town. And we've seen a couple press release photos already. And it appears that Rusty's character is a little differently placed. Hmm. But then again, and, you know how some TV series and the... Uh, the uh, production companies, when they show trailers and promos, they do some trickery to try to lead us down the wrong path. Uh, okay. they, this could be total uh, tomfoolery on the part of the commercial producers. So then we want to hear from you, Domeheads, either uh, on Twitter or on the Facebook page or Google Plus, or just uh, give us some listener feedback with that send voicemail uh, button on the website or at 904-469-7469. What do you think? Is Rusty, her husband, outside the dome in those pictures and playing a fireman instead of the physician assistant? Or is there some other love angle going on and this really isn't her husband outside the dome? Or is it like the, that's true, it could be that. Or maybe there's a hatch door, like on Lost, that will we, lead, who, just kidding. <laughs> Never mind, I was a, a tangent there. And the ladder's broken, Wayne. The ladder is broken. The they ladder. can't climb out. Oh, that's right. Unless they went back in time and fixed it before it was built. Now, of course, underthedomeradio.com is the site for the show and all the different ways you can contact us and leave feedback. You can uh, find them right there. So next, we've got a character, I guess, it, Dodie. Tell us about Dodie. Dodi or Dotty. I'm not sure how it's pronounced because obviously I have I have read the book. Um, Wayne is listening to the book. So how does the author pronounce it? Well, the the voice actor doing the 34 and a half hours of Under the Dome, uh, I believe pronounces it uh, Dodi. Dodi. And, and uh, I, do, I will say the voice actor that does the book uh, not only has a lot of stamina to keep all these characters straight for that much time, but, you know, there's a ton of characters in the book and there's bound to be a ton on the show as well and does a great job. Well, the interesting thing about Dodie or Dottie, depending on how you want to say it, um, is that uh, she was in uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Uh, she was also in Glee for a few episodes. She played Ronnie in Glee, so huh. she's been on the small screen uh, recently. But this character actually in the book um, isn't around that much. She's uh, a couple pages and, you know, we, we don't see her much of her anymore. And, uh, Jolene Purdy is playing uh, Dodie or Dottie uh, for what looks like all 13 episodes. So here's another character that's going to be quite different than what happens in the book. Interesting. We'll see what they have in mind. And without giving too much away, that'd be a really long 13 episodes if it goes the way of the book. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. Uh, only time will tell because, you know, we're assuming they're going to go with the linear storytelling 
That's but, what we've heard. We've heard that it's supposed to be one calendar day per episode, at least for the first season. Oh, okay. Kind of like 24 was one calendar day for each season. Um, we'll see. Because, you know, like on Lost and even Alias and Once Upon a Time, the, the storytelling is so unlinear that if you aren't actually watching, <laughs> you never know. Is that a flashback, a flash forward, a memory, a fake memory? What is going on? Yeah, time moves pretty fast. If you're not in the timeline, you might miss it. <laughs> so we'll see. What, what? Who do we have next, Troy, under the dome on CBS, June 24th? Well, another character that's really friends with um, Dodie or Dottie, depending on how you want to say it, uh, is uh, Angie McAllister. Interesting thing with Angie McAllister's character is that we can't find Angie McAllister in the book. However, we can find Angie McCain in the book. Mm, close enough and for me. Close enough. So again, this is probably a Twitter situation. They wanted to keep Angie so people that read the book knew what the name was. But obviously, there will be a much different um, outcome, I'm assuming, for Angie uh, because she is being played by Britt Robertson, uh, most notably known uh, last season on The Secret Circle on The CW and also on Life Unexpected as the uh, foster child that found her actual real parents, uh, Lux, which was one of my absolute favorite TV shows that season. Oh, okay. Uh, it, so was you... on, it was on for two years. I, re- I really enjoyed that show. It had a very nice story to it. You've got some background here, so this is going to really clue you into that character when you're watching to really see how different it, it um, she's played. Angie and for those McCain. That... Angie McAllister in the TV show. Yeah. Oh, that's true. And it, she actually hails from North Carolina. So they're actually filming in Wilmington, North Carolina, probably best known to most people as the Creek from Dawson's Creek. Uh, but Wilmington does quite a bit of um, uh, filming and television down there um, just for its small town scenery setting, which is perfect for the show. Uh, but she was born in Charlotte. So kind of a homecoming for, for Britt Robertson. And it's going to be portrayed as Chester's Mill. Correct. With Maybe. no state attached. There you go. Keep it vague. Could be Chester's Mill, Nevada. Or the, Chester's Mill, Nova Scotia. <laughs> it might look more like Nova Scotia than Nevada. But that's just from what we've seen in the promos. Who's an, another character we're going to be uh, seeing a little bit of on Under the Dome? Or maybe a lot of Under the Dome? Well, all we've seen for a name is this name called Phil. And Phil, Phil, Phil as in fill her up. Uh, seems to be the um, we, we assume from the promo that he's probably like the radio station DJ that you're seeing uh, in the television promo. Again, we could not find Phil uh, in the book specifically, uh, but there is a Phil in the book that is actually one of the police force uh, in Chester's Mill. So whether this is the Phil, maybe he gets deputized because the radio station's not broadcasting because there's no power. Or maybe there is power in the TV show. We haven't figured that out yet. Because how far are you into the book again? Uh, I am only about 50%. Oh, okay. Um, But he played recently um, another favorite show of mine, uh, Nashville on ABC. He played uh, JT, who is um, one of the band members um, with Avery uh, in Nashville. You know a lot of these current TV shows, Troy. You're on top of things. I watch a lot. (laughs) Nicholas Strong playing Phil, no last name given. No last name given. Could be a secret. So, and then there's uh, Kevin Sizemore's on here too, right? Kevin Sizemore, yeah. He was uh, in uh, Transformers Dark of the Moon. Uh, Kevin is playing another interesting character 
because on the show it's stating his name is going to be Paul Randolph. And uh, without giving too much away, um, Paul Randolph makes a, um, a, a big appearance right from the get-go uh, due to some uh, strange things that have happened. And as such, uh, in the book, the name is actually Peter Randolph. Oh, okay. So, I thought Randolph sounded familiar. Yeah, they usually just call him Randolph in the book. Um, a lot of people just go by these nicknames like um, you know, Junior and Angie and Big Jim and Barbie Troy. and, you know. Uh, but Peter Randolph um, definitely works on the police force also. So you can see there's a lot of um, police force for such a small town. You know, I wonder where the funds are coming from to fund <laughs> this giant police force uh, in a small town America. But um, yeah, Oops. they switched the character name to Paul. So is this the same Randolph? Is it's this gotta be. Gotta cousin? Be. Who knows? I think it's gotta be. Yeah, but that's uh, Kevin Sizemore and uh, he's playing Paul randolph in the tv show it's going to be interesting and in two weeks at the time of this recording things are going to start happening under the dome is going to hit and there seems to be quite a bit of buzz um building up for the show so this is going to be exciting times it's great to have um a summer series i know there's also falling skies but uh, under the dome is really going to be because it's on cbs it's going to be excellent Absolutely. And yeah, it wouldn't be, you know, we have to obviously mention that um, Niels Arden Uplev that did the girl with the dragon tattoo actually uh, directed the premiere episode. And then our lost favorite, uh, Mr. Jack Bender is also on tap for um, uh, directing our next uh, two, three, four, five, six episodes or so. Excellent. So definitely. uh, The other thing that I found interesting as I was reading the book, um, and I don't know if it's the same name, but Brian Vaughn, one of the executive producers on the show, uh, he his name is in the book. Coincidence or a shout out? I, or, you know, just wrote the thing because Stephen King liked them. And then when Stephen King actually found him in real life, because he, he uh, Stephen uses a lot of real life situations in the book. Right. He talks about, it, you know, people listen to their iPods and then mm-hmm. talks about the Obama campaign and how Obama's doing in the office and. That sort of thing. So it, it makes sense that maybe this Brian Vaughn in the book and then Stephen's like, hey, I mentioned you in my book. Do you want to do the show? <laughs> That's one way to uh, build somebody up. Hey, you want to do the show? You're mentioned in the book. It'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah, maybe we get on the last page, right? Wayne and Troy. Awesome. <laughs> Sweet. Now, I know on Twitter for the show, at least so far, it seems like the official hashtag for the series is under hashtag under the dome which is makes sense. And if they do like fringe and a lot of other shows are doing, they may, once the episodes air, they may have hashtags for particular episodes. So we'll keep an eye out for that. Uh, as far as our little podcast here under the dome radio, you can use the hashtag UTDR because under the dome radio takes up a little more space in your tweet. And you don't have much room left to say anything. So hashtag UTDR. How's that sound? Absolutely. And of course, we'll still engage with all the dome heads. So if you have anything for our dome head type experiences, you can use pound dome head as well. <laughs> I love that nickname. Be a dome head. It's better than having the dome land on your head, cut you in half. Never a good thing. It looks like a cow cut in half in one of the commercials. Uh, and I was, yeah, was that long ways or sideways? I wasn't really. <laughs> I kind of looked away at first because when we read the book, it happens to a woodchuck, but uh, wood cow's chuck, a little bit cow. It's what's for dinner. A lot bigger than and a woodchuck. A lot maybe. More Have you seen some of the woodchucks? Quit chucking yeah, my wood. 
Well, I don't know. You know, I, I haven't been down to Wilmington, North Carolina or Chester's Mill, Maine in the book, but maybe those woodchucks are mutated somehow and they're bigger. We may need to make a road trip and broadcast live. That'd be fun. I haven't, I, I've never been to North Carolina, to tell you the truth. Me either. I'm here in Southern California. And I am in the great Midwest, Chicago. A so, Chicago dwelling Packers fan. That's awesome. So what it sounds like is that we have... Um, Beautiful weather or hot weather in your case, because I think you're on the other side of the mountains there. And uh, I have, you know, mildly, you know, decent weather here. But man, down in North Carolina, it's got to be humid. Well, and you never know with the dome it, how much weather gets in or out or how they're going to portray it on the TV show. So what about condensation? Does the condensation happen on the outside of the dome or the inside of the dome? That would be interesting if things just kind of build up and all everybody's hot air and stuff gets up to the top and then just turns into mist or rain. I don't know. We'll or see. The, or all those cars and fire engines and stuff driving around, you know, all that exhaust, you would think that it would cause particles, stain, cloudiness on the inside of the dome. That may be addressed. We'll see. We'll time will tell. See. It's uh, now the time of the show where we do the segment that we like to call broadcasts. It's the section where we, we thank the folks who are helping get the word out to the outside world about the quote unquote situation here under the dome and we want to thank everyone who's played our under the dome radio promo on their own podcast i know that doug payton played it on his consider this podcast this week uh, rick and amy moyer played it on their take him with you podcast uh, stephanie week does the tv rewind podcast who played our promo as well and i also heard it on the voice of steve podcast from uh stephen t mcgrath and if we hey, missed anybody's name we'd we apologize. Let us know. We'll correct that the next time around. But we thank you so much for playing our, our promos. And we also teased it in the Packers fan podcast feed, also produced by MediaVoiceOvers.com. And we think the voice of Steve, uh, we found out, just might be a Packer fan as well. We'll have to see. He lives uh, not lives too far from Lambeau Field. Um, so, But, you know, you're in Chicago and you're not a Bears fan. So we don't want to make any assumptions. We'll have to talk to Steve. We'll see. It, we'll see. <laughs> also, we're now going to uh, do the segment at the tower. It's the section of the show. We're going to play your thoughts and theories. And even though the series has not uh, premiered on television yet, we've got a voicemail. Here we go. Hello, this is Neil from Bowie, uh, sending a message in to uh, Troy and Wayne for Under the Dome. Uh, I don't know uh, much about Under the Dome except uh, TV preview and uh, one line in the Wikipedia entry for the book that line... Uh, from the Wikipedia entry is that it concerns itself with how people behave when they are cut off from society, uh, the society that they've always belonged to. I then stopped reading the article, not wanting to spoil the story. Uh, one question I have is whether this miniseries is an adaptation of the novel or just based on it. If it is really an adaptation, then anyone who's read the book or even a synopsis of the book knows what basically what they're about to see. If it's just based on it, then just the major ideas are going to be taken from the book and anything can happen. Mysteries can be solved a completely different way. One uh, thing that struck me uh, about the advertisements that I've seen on TV is that there are some things that could appeal to fans of a little show called Lost. Uh, there are a couple of familiar actors. For starters, I noticed that uh, Dean Norris, who played Howard Gray in Some Like It Hoth, and Jeff Fahey, who played... Uh, Frank Lapidus in a number of episodes. Probably more uh, actors uh, from Lost and plenty who've appeared in genre shows. You know, similar to Lost, you know, people are cut off from uh, 
their society. You know, lost, they were just on this island. Here, their town becomes an island uh, for the most part, and they have to try and survive by themselves. Uh, not knowing much more about the story, I have some thoughts. Uh, how much weather does the dome allow in? Ruined, rain, dust, sand, uh, sound, UV radiation. Uh, in the ad, it looked like sound didn't appear to go through, but uh, who knows? Uh, I guess we'll f find out just uh, how permeable it is. Also, how far does the dome penetrate underground? Can someone dig under the dome and find their way out? Or even, you know, get to some underground wells and such? Are they going to be cut off uh, in that direction? Are the people inside the city going to be cut off from outside electricity and the water supply? How self-sufficient can their cut-off town be? Anyway, it does look like an interesting show, and I'll be watching it when I can. I will be going off on a vacation sometime during the run, so I'll probably be a couple weeks behind at that point, but I'll call him when I can. Uh, looking forward to the podcast. Neil, thank you so much for sending that in. He went to underthedomeradio.com, used the SpeakPipe widget, and sent his voicemail in that way as well. So, Neil from Bowie, thank you yet again. And an interesting point about the dome, how far down might it go? Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see where they decide to actually take that. Um, it's addressed rather early in the book um, that it goes down pretty darn far, <laughs> to say the least. So, yeah, tunneling under, probably not going to happen. But um, there's least... definitely uh, interesting things that happen with water uh, with the dome uh, that we find in the book. So it'll be interesting to see how the special effects work you know, for that sequence um, it was interesting what he said, though. He said, you know, adaptation or based on. And Good I, point. It was, uh, it was interesting the way he described adaptation versus based. I always thought it was the other way around. Like, adaptation would be totally different and based would be, like, exactly the same. But Neil said it reversed. But we'll, uh, we'll see what it is. Either way, it's going to be totally different. We already said that there's different character names, uh, people that are, you know, around uh, for stretch, longer stretches of time. Um, not saying that they're dead or alive, just saying they're around longer. Um, you can infer what you wish, but uh, <laughs> they, uh, it, it, yeah, definitely some some properties of the dome, how high it is, how if it's round or square, and all that gets addressed fairly early in the book. And I think that's what they, um, you know, Brian and Neil have said about the about the show is that um, they're gonna they've learned Brian learned some stuff from Lost. Brian was on Lost too, Brian Vaughn, and he said he learned that you know we're gonna introduce a mystery, and if we introduce a mystery, we're gonna answer that mystery before we introduce another mystery and. Um, so I think that'll be good to keep people, especially in this 13 episode, bang, 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 bang kind of, you know, uh, uh, mode. You know, you really have to make sure that, you know, you get a, a cliffhanger for next week, but not, you know, that you want to alienate anybody so that they can actually get, get through a serialized drama. Because, you know, a lot of people, you know, the shows like, you know, The Event and Alcatraz and, you know, uh, Terra Nova and some of these other, you know, ones that came after Lost, you know, they have to really take into account how much attention span people are going to have for these serialized dramas. So I think that uh, the show's in good hands. I think uh, Neil and Brian, with the help of Stephen and Stephen, um, are going to you know, really make sure that we are you know, graciously offered a work of art. And the special effects I keep hearing are just fantastic. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for the goodness. It, it, it's going to be fun to be on the journey and see how long the show really ends up going if it's just 13 episodes and it ends with that it's still going to be epic and we're totally looking forward to under the dome and now 
just a segment that's going to probably be fleshed out a bit more in upcoming episodes once this show starts airing is In the Know. It's uh, going to be a spoilery area where we talk about the miniseries and maybe how it ties into the novel. Because, of course, somebody could certainly call into the listener line and say, I know that this and this and this and this, these are my predictions of what's going to happen. And, you know, basing it off what's in the book and may or may not work. But uh, how about, you know, you're reading the book. You said you're about half done. I'm about 75, 80% done. What are some of your general feelings about the book. And this may or may not be spoilery. So uh, if you are totally spoiler free, uh, you may skip ahead a couple of minutes. Yeah. So we'll give you three, two, one to cover up your headphones. Nothing, nothing, nothing being given out here. You know, the, the one interesting thing that, and, and there's, I was driving in the car and I was like, you know, Wayne's probably listening to the book right now. I could probably mm-hmm. get ahead if I got the audio book from audible.com from the website as well at under the dome radio.com. But um, the interesting thing that I found was the character of Big Jim, right? He's played as the villain. He's played as the bad guy. You know, he looks like he's going to be the bad guy in the promos and he's kind of listed as the bad guy in the press releases. But, you know, if you take this concept of characters and people trapped off from society or people just doing what they need to do. I mean, 2009, when the book came out, you know, the crash just happened uh, in America. And, you know, this is a guy who is the, you know, second in charge of this town, a small town in Maine in the book. And he's keeping the town afloat for all intents and purposes. Now, his methods not exactly the greatest way to go about keeping the town afloat. <laughs> That's for sure. But at the same time, you know, he does have good intentions. You know, he's making sure the people that are helping him are taken care of. He's making sure that the town is taken care of. There's a bunch of these businesses and churches that would have gone out of business uh, if Big Jim hadn't been there. You know, so, you know, is he a bad guy or is he just misunderstood? You know, I mean, everybody's made mistakes in their life. You know, forgiveness is, you know, definitely out there. So, you know, maybe they take Big Jim a different way on the TV show. Who knows? Yeah. If he's the same way as in the book, he's going to need a lot of forgiveness. He's more than he is a bad guy. Well, that's one character we didn't talk about is uh, his good friend. That's kind of in on his little endeavor is the uh, almighty Reverend Lester Coggins. And uh, Lester is definitely... um, uh, interesting. He's played by Ned Bellamy. Bellamy? Bellamy. Ned Bellamy. And um, I didn't pronounce the pronunciations. I'm sorry, Ned. Uh, but uh, he plays uh, Reverend Coggins um, at a church uh, in town that uh, we've, in the book, clearly Big Jim is a, a m- most of the people in the town, small town, are, are big churchgoers. But uh, Big Jim, especially, um, you know, is funding the, uh, in the book, it's WCIK, Christ is King radio station. So he's funding the radio station uh, to keep what Stephen calls the Jesus music on the air. Um, so he's definitely friends with Coggins. Coggins is in on the little endeavor along with his first selectman, um, Andy. And it's, you know, basically he's just there to kind of keep the town alive. You know, so is he bad or just misunderstood? Or is something causing him to be bad? That's hmm. the interesting question. There's things I can't even say because you're not as far along. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm just saying I don't want to spoil because, you know, you hinted that maybe this show is going to have a little hint of a a lost mystery to it. And now near the end of the book, uh, 
Yeah. You, you can see that happening. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I like and it. I got it's, a couple hours today. I'm going to dive in as fast as I can. It still can be far less explicit and needless profanity, and it doesn't need to be that over the top. But it is what it is. The book has been out for four or five years, and it is what it is. But I'm looking forward to the TV show especially. So. Yeah, and, and, and you know, seeing as that we're in the know or in the dome uh, at this point, um, you know, the two characters, um, Dodie, Dottie, uh, Angie, you know, they're not around long. <laughs> you know, they're they're a couple pages, and that's the last you see of them, at least in an upright fashion. There you go. Unless there's flashbacks, like on Lost, you know, there were characters that died in season one that they just kept. You know, we'd see him in season six, maybe occasionally well, in season four. It was, and that and that was interesting because there's actually a part in the book where, um, you know, Dale comes talking to Chief Perkins's wife Brenda, and he kind of gives the backstory about what happened to Dale and why he was actually on the road leaving town uh, when Dome Day happened, and kind of gave that backstory. So Stephen kind of wrote like a television show, kind of with that kind of storytelling plot line in mind. So, yeah, you know, maybe they're on the docket for 13 episodes because there's going to be a lot of flashbacks like Lost. And I even got giddy. There's a, a part in the book where they reference our good buddy Desmond from Lost. I saw that. That was really <laughs> cool. I was like, oh, hey, yeah. And let's just say there's a, a little bit of a Apple fanboy where they give a shout out to Apple TV. But It uh, was. So that, I did remember reading that as well. So we got uh, that. So, you know, being that Desmond was in the book, you know, it, it, it's only appropriate as Losties and J.J. Abrams fans and everything, you know, and being that it is the power of television versus the uh, linear story, uh, linear novel type. Um, although um, Stephen King has actually wrote another uh, interesting book uh, that I, the title escapes me. Uh, it's the day that uh, Kennedy was shot. Um, November 60. Oh. Three. I'm drawing a blank. Three. Thank you. I believe. Um, but it's it's a book basically about a guy who goes into the past to prevent the shooting. And he's there for a short period of time and he comes back to the future and he has to go back into the past again and comes back into the future. So, you know, Stephen King has definitely tell, told this um, time travel concept. So maybe that's getting um, fed into uh, the TV show in a little bit of the way. And with that being said, you know, you know, going back to Desmond, would it be interesting that there might be other domes, not just Chester's Mill? And then, you know, as we talk about that, Wayne, there's two things I wanted to point out before we close that I totally forgot about. <clears throat> okay. Our dome heads. This show wouldn't be possible without all of the dome heads. And what we want to do is kind of a little contest, if you will. So take a picture of a dome on your head. Bucket, pan, bowl, <laughs> what? whatever you want. Um, if you want to get creative with Photoshop or Pixelmator or whatever your favorite photo editing program is, and but it's got to be on your head, not you completely in the dome. That's only for Wayne and I. But you know, make sure that you have the dome on your head. And <laughs> if you uh, send us your pictures, um, especially you early listeners and early followers, we'll put you in our uh, dome head um, kind of dome head page of fame, if you will, on the website at underthedomeradio.com. And then once the show gets going, the uh, the best pictures week to week, we'll have our dome head of the week. Oh, we'll my goodness. I'm, I'm having a flashback of my own when I put a bucket on my head to do the uh, cone of silence Cone of silence on one of the last episodes of Fringe Casting. A shout out to Get Smart. 
Well, that that segment paid off, Wayne, because that's where I got the idea. I was thinking oh, cone, no. cone. I was like cone, cone head, dome head. Oh yeah, that'll work. <laughs> so yes, dome heads, send us your pictures under the dome radio podcast at gmail.com and get on the dome head uh, page of fame. Excellent, excellent. Next, thank next, you, Troy. Next week, a different idea. <gasps> But we had to wait to next week to tell you all about that one. Oh, way to tease it, Troy. Way to tre- tease it. You know, let's this- just say let's just say there's a new social media icon on the website in the lower right hand corner. So oh. uh, put two and two together, and you can figure out where we might be going. I know a little bit of math. I've I've done the math there. Uh, that's about all the time we have this week as the propane is starting to run low on the generator, but the conversation does not end here. You can always find out the latest and greatest about the show by visiting the website at underthedomeradio.com. Or you can like us at our Facebook page, leave a comment at facebook.com slash underthedomeradio. Follow us on Twitter at UTD Radio Podcast and use the hashtag UTDR. That's pound UTDR so we can find your tweets faster. Or, of course, email us at underthedomeradiopodcast at gmail.com. Or share your lovely voices, of course, by calling 904-469-7469 or use the voicemail widget again at underthedomeradio.com. It'll even work on your smartphone, um, your iPad, your tablets, whatever you got. And yes, that's underthedomeradio.com. And don't forget, Domeheads, send in that picture of you showcasing your awesome Domehead related headwear uh we're gonna have some fun stuff planned more info later but until then dome heads if you're looking for us around the mill you can always find us lost out on the fringe but still trapped under the dome <laughs>